<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, July 28th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. A massive Nintendo leak has surfaced all kinds of behind-the-scenes Nintendo oddities. Ubisoft canceled a King Arthur game. You will be able to back up your Animal Crossing Island save soon, but you still can't transfer it. And Cuphead, surprise released on PlayStation 4 today. The internet is surfacing all kinds of details from past Nintendo games from a huge leak of Nintendo information. Over the course of the last few weeks, the internet has been combing through a leak of colossal proportions sourced from Nintendo. For a long-time Nintendo fan like me, it's a trip to see what is being surfaced. One straightforward example is folks have managed to track down uncompressed audio from games like Star Fox 64. So all those little snippets of dialogue I have heard over and over and over, like Peppy saying, do a barrel roll, for example, there is audio out there where you can hear what it sounded like when it was recorded in the recording studio. It's bizarre. Kotaku has a good roundup of a lot of the information, a story that is linked in the show notes. And in that story, Luke Plunkett wrote, The original leaks that led to both May's disclosures and those of this weekend contained terabytes of data, and it's taking people forever to comb through it all, especially since so much of it is tucked away in nondescript folders, organized in a way that would only make sense to someone who was a programmer at Nintendo in the 90s. Again, that story is linked in the show notes. Some other highlights, people tracked down an unused character model for Luigi in Super Mario 64, unused Super Mario Kart music has been surfaced, and there is actually a Super Mario World sprite of Luigi giving the player the middle finger. I assume that last example was something that was never, ever meant to make it into the final game. It was probably just an inside developer joke or something, never meant for public consumption. And speaking of Super Mario World, there is a really skinny version of Yoshi that was never used, and there is a version of Bowser with feet. Maybe he was supposed to leave his little smiley ship at some point. There is also a pretty different early build of Yoshi's Island that is very strange to see. I love Yoshi's Island, played a ton, played it recently on Switch, so... It's weird to see a version that is mechanically different. It appears to have lock-on with the egg throwing, and there is a whole bunch of additional UI on the bottom of the screen. Folks have also found a little bit of unused Ocarina of Time stuff, including rooms that were planned for the doomed 64-disc drive expansion. Some weird early versions of enemies have also been surfaced as well. There is a lot of stuff that is still bubbling to the surface, and it's exciting, but... Mostly just strange to see, especially when it comes to games that you know very well from your childhood. 
Ubisoft had a King Arthur game in the works with Dragon Age's Mike Laidlaw, but it was canceled. Mike Laidlaw left Bioware and joined Ubisoft a little over a year ago to spearhead something, but left without offering many details in February. It turns out he was working on a fantasy RPG codenamed Avalon that was going to feature King Arthur fables and apparently take place in that world, but the game was canceled, according to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, because Chief Creative Officer Serge Haskowitz did not like the setting. Haskowitz left pretty publicly recently amid issues related to the internal culture at Ubisoft, where Haskowitz was known to be frequently inappropriate. Schreier wrote in his story, According to current and former employees, Avalon was canceled by Ubisoft's powerful chief creative officer, Serge Haskowitz, wielding an unusual amount of control over content at the French publishing powerhouse. Haskowitz was credited for blockbuster franchises like Far Cry, a first-person shooter series, and Assassin's Creed, a series of action games based on historical events like the Crusades and in settings such as ancient Egypt. But Haskowitz wasn't a fan of the fantasy genre and set a high bar for the Avalon team in Quebec City, Canada. If they were going to make a fantasy game, it had to be better than Tolkien, he told them, according to people familiar with the project. Schreier continued later in his story, The people who worked on Avalon said the project had been progressing well. It featured a cooperative multiplayer world similar to Capcom Company's popular Monster Hunter series. The game's developers were shocked to see the project impeded simply because the chief creative officer didn't like its setting, they said. In an effort to salvage the project throughout 2019, Laidlaw and his team pitched new themes, they switched the setting, trying one that was more science fiction and one based on Greek mythology, but Haskowitz shot down all of these ideas, and by last fall, the game was canceled. The people familiar with the project said Laidlaw left Ubisoft in January. That full story is linked in the show notes. I recommend it. Go give that a read. I am very curious to see what this game looked like. I expect, perhaps unfairly, that it might have looked a lot like Assassin's Creed, but would have featured a lot more magic and sorcery, which sounds pretty great. And if you're going to have someone build a fantasy video game world, there aren't many better than Mike Laidlaw. I haven't seen the game. Maybe it wasn't as good as it sounds on paper, but I wonder if there is a world where development could pick back up. I don't know if Laidlaw had issues with Haskowitz or if that was a factor in Laidlaw's departure, but maybe it's time to revisit the game as Ubisoft shifts things around internally. You will be able to back up your Animal Crossing island soon, but transferring between consoles is still not ready. I've been beating this drum for a while. I want to be able to relocate your Animal Crossing save especially after the heart attack I almost experienced when I tried to unsuccessfully transfer my daughter's Animal Crossing save between Switches. I pay for Nintendo Online services in order to be able to back up saves and share them between Switch consoles, but games like Animal Crossing and Pokemon Sword and Shield are inexplicably incompatible, and it's frustrating. A small step has been taken, or at least will be taken by the end of the month for Animal Crossing, in that you will be able to back up your island but transferring to a different Switch is still, sadly, out of reach. Polygon's Nicole Carpenter reported on the update, writing Nintendo is starting up an island backup and restoration service for Nintendo Switch Online members. It'll come with the July 30th update, which will add a second wave of summer-themed items to New Horizons, 
The seasonal stuff is good and all, but the chance to protect your island, all those hours, is great. Nintendo said that players who enable the service will have their island and user save data uploaded to the internet at certain times. If your Nintendo Switch system is lost or damaged, you may be able to recover your island paradise as long as you've enabled island backup, Nintendo said in a news release on Tuesday. It doesn't sound like it's 100% reliable. May be able to recover. But more details on the process are expected when the update comes on July 30th to restore your island and use save data on a new Nintendo Switch. You'll have to call Nintendo customer support. The backup feature is different than the save data cloud functionality that's used in other Nintendo Switch online games. Nintendo said a function specific to Animal Crossing New Horizons to move users and save data to another system is planned for later this year, according to Nintendo. The second function is likely for users willingly looking to move their islands to a new system, not in emergency situations like in a lost or damaged console. Details on that are expected in the future, Nintendo said. That story is linked in the show notes. I am glad Nintendo is getting something rolling to back up Animal Crossing saves. It's a huge bummer that if your Switch containing your Animal Crossing save breaks, you're basically out of luck right now. I still want to be able to transfer the save to a different Switch, though. You know, take advantage of that service I pay for. That'd be great. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. Not only is Bluehost Cloud our fastest web hosting available, but it's also built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's what released today. It's actually quite a bit of stuff. Cuphead Surprise released on PlayStation 4 today, which is very, very unexpected and cool. Cuphead, for a time at least, represented the Xbox One's most impressive exclusive, but then it made its way to PC and then to Switch, which you know were also surprising releases, but today's sudden PlayStation 4 release represents perhaps the most surprising platform for the game. It also cements what has long appeared to be Microsoft's intention to get away from exclusive games, which, you know, I get. Why limit the audience, i.e. sales, by just releasing on Xbox? The big question now is, with Cuphead releasing on PlayStation 4, is there a world where 
in a few years, we will see Halo Infinite on PlayStation 5. Cuphead's release really makes me think it is not outside of the realm of possibility that I thought it once was. Alongside the announcement of the game, developer Studio MDHR released a trailer that featured some stop animation, apparently based on a 1933 stop animated film called The Peanut Vendor, which is this sort of entrancing but also kind of terrifying stop animation film that I had never seen before, before this morning. I would go check out the Cuphead PS4 trailer, but I would also recommend looking at that old animation. It's only about a minute and a half long, and you know, it'll live in your dreams forever. It's all linked in the PlayStation blog post announcement about the new platform release, which is linked in the show notes. Destroy All Humans, the remaster slash remake of the 2005 Xbox and PlayStation 2 game, is out today on pretty much all platforms, even Stadia. Reviews on the game are mixed. It's currently sitting at a 68 on Metacritic. It seems the main complaint about the game is that even though it looks very sharp, it can't escape the fact that it is still an open-world game that originally released in 2005. It may not look like a 2005 game, but it apparently feels like one. Grounded, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game is out today in game preview and early access on Xbox One and PC. Still an unreleased game, technically, but if you are a Game Pass subscriber, you can download and play the game, or you can purchase the game and begin playing it if you're not a subscriber. So far, the reception has been positive on the game. I am eager to check it out today. It's one I want to play with my family. I like the premise of being a little guy in a big backyard world. It lends a layer of charm to the survival genre, a genre that usually lives right next to the horror genre. Being kids in a giant backyard makes it seem a little more fun. At least, I think it does. I guess I will find out today. Lost Wing is out today on PlayStation 4. It kind of looks like a modern take on the bullet hell shooter where you are a spaceship going incredible speeds along an obstacle course. It seems very intense. Made of Skur is out today on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It's a first-person horror game, which I feel like has become a really popular genre on PC over the course of the last year. Not necessarily action horror games or even shooters, but narrative-focused horror games. The game's Steam description reads, Made of Skur is a first-person survival horror set in a remote hotel with a gory and macabre history from British folklore. Other Side, spelled with a C instead of an S, released yesterday for PC, but I believe it is out today on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as well. It's a strategy game with some rogue elements, and it has a really cool black, white, and red art style. It looks pretty horrific. Like you're in a version of Hell with a Sin City art style. Its Steam page is linked in the show notes if you want to see what it looks like. Pistol Whip is out today for PlayStation VR. I really like Pistol Whip a lot. I actually played it last night a little bit, as a few songs had been added since I last played. It's a middle ground between Super Hot and Beat Saber, and the shooting has a sort of high-speed John Wick kind of feel to it. It's one of my favorite VR games, and I am glad to learn it has released on a new VR platform. Quest is still the best place to play it, though, I think. Skater XL is a realistic skateboarding game that has been in early access for some time, but it leaves early access today and is out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. 
In terms of skateboarding games, my understanding is that this is closer to EA's Skate Series than it is to Tony Hawk, and that it is trying to be a skateboarding simulation more than an over-the-top arcade skateboarding game. It's easy to always just classify everything as a skateboarding game, but this one definitely represents a different subgenre than Tony Hawk. So I think you're safe to play it ahead of the Tony Hawk remake. You won't be sick of skateboarding by the time Tony Hawk rolls around. Probably. Wish me luck on this pronunciation. Terrarium is a puzzle platformer that apparently features, quote, wanton destruction and adorable gore. It's a community-driven game where you play through levels created by other players. Ageless is out today on Switch and PC. It's the kind of game I am into. A pixelated platformer with what appears to be some challenging platforming puzzles. It has a bit of a Celeste slash Towerfall vibe to it as the protagonist carries a bow and arrow. Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection is out today on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Though, at the time of this writing, I couldn't find a link to the Switch eShop version of the game. As the title implies, it's a collection of classic Samurai Showdown games, and it includes Samurai Showdown 5 Perfect, which was apparently a completed but never released update to Samurai Showdown 5 Special. According to the PlayStation blog, it was the last official game ever pressed to a Neo Geo ROM. Along with a handful of Samurai Showdown games, the collection also features museum and soundtrack features. Ghost of Tsushima received an update yesterday, which adds a few new difficulty features to the game, bug fixes, and some text options. There is a new lethal mode, which makes the game a lot harder, but there is also a lower intensity combat option, which makes the game overall easier. I have always been a proponent that if you're going to have a mode called easy, just make it super easy. So I appreciate this update. You can also increase the text size for subtitles, which is just a welcome addition. I still have my fingers crossed for a Ghost of Tsushima expansion, you know, even a paid one would be fine in the future that adds new content to the game. I would love an excuse to go back and play more in that world. That's it for gaming news today. I don't even really have a lot to say in terms of games I played yesterday. I I didn't play much. I was pretty busy. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kylem Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through something new. I still haven't decided what I'm going to play. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.